What is going on, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to another episode of The Kingdom Says. It is a very special episode that we've got for you today. I've got one of my two usual co-hosts on the screen, Kyle Henning. Kyle, how are we doing tonight, sir? Doing good. Doing good. Another another day in the Super Bowl week. We've moved forward through media night, which we, we were recording during last night. We're going to peek behind the curtain. We're, we're recording on Tuesday. I'm not sure when this is going to drop yet. We're still working all that out. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's doing a, well it's and a, excited to have our guests on. So, yeah, we've got a really great guest uh, on here today. As you see, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see him at the top right of the screen, Mr. Joshua Briscoe. Josh, how are we doing today, sir? I'm I'm all right, man. It you got at Super Bowl week, Super Bowl month. I just did a wild since we're just letting people peek behind the curtain. This is the most <laughs> professional podcast I will do today. It will not be close. Oh, uh, I don't know I, about uh, that. No, you haven't seen the episode yet. You're gonna, I'm gonna, have, yeah. I'm gonna be proven That's right true. by by the passage of time. Um, <laughs> it, it's a super fun, very exciting time, but also, man, what a freaking whirlwind we are in right now. Yeah, I, it's crazy times in in the kingdom um, with Super Bowl. Obviously, the fourth Super Bowl in five years, and this one has been just way crazier than every other one combined. I'd say just because of everything that's happened to the Chiefs this year. Uh, how this postseason has gone, how this soup, I mean, the Super Bowl matchup itself, like all the just the talk and the excuses that have been on, on one side of the ball. Um, it's it's very interesting, to say the least. Josh, how do you feel about early on of, of the the way that the Super Bowl week has gone so far? Well, so I want to take what you said and note nothing you said is wrong. I'm not, this is not a correction. This is an emphasis. OK, yeah. It's Tuesday. <laughs> day of super bowl week and you're right it's like man this this year has been crazy this playoff run has been crazy media night is always kind of nuts although i did realize this year i was i was uh, talking to jordan foot as we were figuring out what we were going to do on, on arrowhead report for everything uh, on monday night and i was like oh last year i was at a death cab for cutie concert during all of this i, I bought those <laughs> tickets way before i knew what the media schedule was going to be and i wasn't yeah. going to not see them i love the album they were touring oh, yeah. on so it was great but you're, you guys are both right to note how how crazy and hectic and chaotic this has all been. And it feels like in so many ways, like you alluded to, like it's a this is an appropriate end to a wild season that has had so many twists and turns. And then you, you know, get all of the madness you get through these first two days of media weeks that we've gone through. It'll get a little more buttoned up from here um, where, yeah. where the players will get a little bit more uh, uh, partitioned off from the masses of media, but man, it, it has been wild. And I, I don't think it's going to get less wild over the next couple of days. It's, it's so your point to the, the wildness of just the variance in the first couple of days of media, we we've had such a variety of things that have happened. And I think one of the things that's made this year a little different is, and I'm not trying to hate here, but the coverage of this year's Super Bowl media of the two main outlets, NFL Network, I guess, and CBS, which was like CBS Sports, their broadcasts of media night last night were um, ungood if I mm -hmm. was just going to Left rate a lot that to on anxiety. a scale of, yeah. of a lot of the years past Super Bowls to this one. Yeah, I... I mean, I was having to find most of the stuff on, like, Twitter and YouTube clips and stuff because the broadcast – the CBS broadcast at one point on Paramount was was showing us basketball highlights that they were broadcasting <laughs> live from the Super Bowl of yeah. Wisconsin basketball. And I was like, I, I hate to be what the bear of bad here? news, but no one cares. And I mean that legitimately. <laughs> like, nothing against Wisconsin men's basketball, 
but that's not why we're watching you live. That's not what we're here for. Yeah, sorry that's about not that. on the DirecTV listing for that or YouTube no. TV or whatever. It's not uh, Wisconsin's no. basketball and, highlights. So like, honestly, then, all of Super Bowl week in itself is just a weird. It's kind of a wild concept if you really think about it. Like they yeah. have to, you know, some of the so only some of the players had to sit up there for like an hour. It's like an hour, hour and a half media time where they just sit there and get peppered with literally every single. I mean, at, at a certain point, like. 30 minutes, 45 minutes in, there's no way there's like any good questions coming anymore. You know, it's like these guys are just up there kind of stuck. And then other guys, like, I mean, I saw like Tershawn Wharton. I think he just played Madden the entire time. I don't know how he got that gig, but he was just on the Madden sticks like the entire night. Like, I don't know how they partitioned that one, but he won in that case because that's a lot. That's a lot to just sit up there and, and answer questions for like an hour and a half about nothing. Well, to the point of nothing where... We've had questions. I don't know, Josh. What's your, what's the? Do you have a? You have a? What's the wildest question you've heard this week? Bar like a Rushmore already or what? Because I've got so three let, or four that are just like we're what? getting another another curtain is being parted that I'm stepping behind now because at eight ten today there was just we got people in Vegas and we got a lot going on. So while we were playing Andy Reid's presser today, being Tuesday, um, I was running around and routing things, doing a whole bunch of radio stuff. And so I hear a cackling in from multiple places in the studio, and I still have not heard this yet, guys. I have not actually heard oh, no. this with my own ears. I think I know that, where you're going. It was an apparently a German reporter being yep. like, Coach, do you have any opinions on like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and somehow this involves Joe Biden? And I, and apparently Andy Reid handled it like pretty well. You know, we met Joe at the White House, and that was he seemed like a nice guy, and that's kind of all I got for you, man. Um, so God bless wow. Andy Reid for that, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> that's that's my one one right now for like absolutely most wild thing. And let's go a third layer of curtain. We're so many curtains are behind us right now. Um, this this is something that simply does not happen any other day of the week or day of the year, week of the year. This this is a one of one NFL media mess. The, the way that the Chiefs handle their day-to-day PR could not be more different than the way that Super Bowl week is executed. Hmm. You, you may even notice, like, during yeah. uh, championship week, the NFL gets more involved from a, a public relations standpoint. And so you, that's why we end up having, like, five or six players at the podium each day as opposed to the Chiefs' usual schedule, which they, like, stream now, which is great because I think they realize that people want to see and hear that. Yeah, but you huge. may notice in your patterns – you get Andy Reid on on Monday, and you get Reid and Mahomes and somebody else on Wednesday and Thursdays. You get coordinators and sometimes a player. Fast Friday for Andy, and then maybe maybe Travis Kelsey some late in the year. That's just that's the schedule that as the Chiefs sort of laid it out during the regular yeah. season. Now it's been that way for a while. It's been and it's been that way, right? It, for a while, Tyron Matthew was was an honorary fourth coordinator because he would always talk on Thursdays yep. after the coordinators. You guys get it. Uh, and, and now the other side of the coin is welcome to Super Bowl opening night and Super Bowl week and all of these things that you also may notice. They've got fonts for this now. Look, I love branding. I love your guys' branding. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about this. I said, he's like, man, that kingdom script you guys have, whatever font you, you you pulled there, it was a really it's a really nice one. I like it a lot. Thank you. I, I love that that dude. That way. Good, <laughs> good work, Garrett. I like it. Preach, so like preach. that, I, I like that stuff. I care about graphic design and weird things that you know lots of people don't care about. It's like, huh, yeah. boy, they're really going hard with the branding this year. It's like, oh yeah, because they're trying to make it a television event. Everything that can turn into more content, the NFL and and sports teams and anywhere in media yeah. right now, anything that can be content is going to be content. 
if doing this show from my toilet would work better for content, I would think I took my shirt yeah. off briefly on weird games today for the content. You know, like it's <laughs> we're all everyone's doing okay. it. Jeez, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was no no nips or anything, Garrett. Um, okay. Just just shoulders, just just you know, letting the guns out a little. Uh, so yeah, it's, <laughs> for so many of those reasons, it's different and weird leading up in this week. And yeah. none of that is about the fact that on Sunday they play a game for the championship. Yeah, the NFL sure does love doing that, where every single week of the year now has to have some type of content. I mean, I'm sure we're going to see it a lot with, like, the – well, the combine It's always a big thing, but I'm sure some of those, like, the all-star games we'll see, um, that'll be a big thing. They just – they need content 24-7 in the NFL. So, it's good to see. And there's it's good to see. Now. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, there are. The, the NBA draft is going to two days for two rounds. Who cares? I don't watch the second <laughs> round of NBA draft coverage. I look I don't at my phone watch afterwards. The first round of NBA Fair. draft coverage. I I yeah. will typically I'll I'll usually watch the first the the picks five until it picks, seems like the A list guys are out. Yeah. Yeah. Which some five, years it's picks. one, some years it's five, some years it's the lottery. But that's oh, so yeah, it. Like, I barely pay attention to the NBA. But it seems like if you're not in the top five, you're not even getting anyone anyway. So who who really and I'm cares, a Suns fan, know? and they don't have any draft picks for like 20 years now. So I don't. Who cares? But, okay, but everyone's yeah. trying to make more content out of yep. out of the product, schedule drops, yeah. and, and all of that. And so the NFL is doing that this week in a pretty big way. I think it being in Vegas makes it easier to accentuate. Also, but that's all the chaos of it. Yeah, definitely got to take advantage of it in vegas they've they've adapted to the and it, well and a lot of play and a lot of companies can't live like this but the nfl can any pub is good pub is an nfl mantra at this point and they've adapted yeah. to it even with all of the stuff that you've heard all season long about the officials or some of the conversations and questions that goodell gets asked because he only gets to the podium like once a year, twice a year. We don't, he doesn't have to answer many questions from the media very often. So f from the NFL standpoint, they love it. They don't care what it is. However they can get the content, they get content. And I, that's what was so baffling to me about the NFL Network's production and the CBS production of, of all of the content that they were generating. They weren't really covering it that much on the places they were supposedly streaming it out of. So, but... You mentioned the NFL getting involved. That allowed us Kadarius Tony conversation. That's right. You wanna <laughs> you wanna dive into that a little bit? Since oh, Nate talked about it a little bit on Only Weird, it's and you still, talked about. I still have my my story up and my notes up over here. Yeah, man. So <laughs> Nate's Nate's story in the Athletic is great because it has his conversation with Kadarius, and it has the NFL Network bit, which which was Michael got Robinson the video out there with Mike Robinson. Was, yeah, saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. So. I I joked about this I think after the show so this this is a little extra a little extra nuggy, um, I was I did not get a life raft off of the Kadarius Tony ship like that I drowned on that ship it hit the iceberg and I was like I think it might still float let's see and I was like I we're gonna get off here and so I got all the way to the freaking morning of the AFC Championship game and that for me was when I was like well I guess I'll start swimming um and. <laughs> <laughs> and that and like, like well, where's the door where's exactly the door? And yeah it's mm -hmm. like you've been underwater for like a month dude this isn't the sorry how are you even conscious so that whole thing i am willing to extend some amount of of benefit of the doubt to Kadarius tony in so far as like did a a giants fan dming him instigate all of that totally possible totally Probably. possible yeah it has did before any it has Have before. That's exactly. Times, and keep yeah. that in mind. Let's, Too many let's, times. let's remember the word precedent here, everybody. 
But so if that set him off, it would make logical sense because it's happened before. No decision he made from that moment on was a good one on the morning of the AFC Championship game. Now, he also, in his Instagram thing, is talking about, it goes from hip to ankle to this to that. I'm in a body cast right now at this point. Well, he was listed in the weeks leading up to the IG Live. Uh, he was listed with hip and ankle and then hip personal or maybe ankle personal. I can't remember which one got dropped at that point. Yeah, I believe it was hip personal. It 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 is hard for me to give all of the benefit of the doubt to a player who has done things like this before. And if it's just Giants fans getting under his skin, if he's dead honest, everything he said on media night, it's still really, really silly. If it is still going live, if it's still going live to be like, the Chiefs are lying about my injury, I'm not hurt, which is what it sounded like from all the things that we saw and from people who watched more of it than that. That is abhorrent, not like it's the worst thing you can do morally, but it's just so foolish that you would do that to a team that has actually had your back throughout this process. So what Nate said on Weird Games was interesting and, and detailing some of that conversation. His story is really good. I I'd be I'd be surprised if he's active on Sunday and I'd be shocked if he was in the offense. That's kind of where I'd draw that line right now for him. And he's got all the talent in the world. I I would love for this to work out. I just explained why I'm still I'm still talking in these terms like maybe there's a chance. <laughs> and that kind of makes me feel like a moron. Yeah. We uh we had said it on even like the last episode how this coaching staff has uh, a big track record of being very loyal and having faith in guys throughout the entire thing. And like you said, so many people have supported him. Like Travis Kelsey and, and Patrick Mahomes had to take the high road on him the entire season, basically. Um, and then, yeah, just the whole thing uh, in the morning of the AFC Championship. And it's like, if it is the Giants fans, how are you still still getting mad about that stuff? Like, that was that was his last offseason where that was a big Ooh, deal. And it's like, here's what they're saying. Yeah, right. at a certain point, right. bro, you got to get off your phone. They're like, at home and um, have been. Yeah, I think it's really telling kind of the response that we've seen from the coaching staff. Uh, you know, Andy Reid, I think, was asked about it yesterday and said, well, we'll see. We'll see if he if he plays or not. And uh, I think Dave Tobe at least said that he would be in the mix of punt returner. Um, sure. Like I said, probably not because the you've seen him, yeah. you've seen him return kicks and you know, you go, wow, what yeah. an incredible, unique mover with the ball in his hands. The car zooms by and you go, man, that thing is that thing is pretty. That engine is purring. That thing is getting yeah. up to speed. And it's like, well, yeah, but it again, injuries notwithstanding. I, I don't know if the if we're in a world where, you ha- where your car has an OS now. I don't know if the operating system is going to be there for me on Sunday when I need it to fire up. Like, it's just I I kind of and maybe this is me being too empathetic. I kind of feel for Kadarius Tony because how horrendously this season went and he got hurt before training camp started. And then week yeah. one went as bad as it could have possibly gone for him in his first action back. I feel for the fact that this season has been an absolute nightmare year for him. At some point, though, the the Chiefs, like you guys said, the Chiefs will give talent and effort try after try after try, chance after chance after chance. If you are talented and you are trying and you can be relied on, we'll keep giving it a shot, man. We'll we'll, we'll try it for as long yeah. as it takes. We already MBS. invested in him. Yeah. They, absolutely. And MBS did it. Now we're at this point where I'll be really curious to see where where this goes from here. So Tom made a joke, I think, to lead our podcast yesterday, episode yesterday, which was, we are the number one Chiefs podcast if we just get the views. 
And <laughs> I don't know if you heard Kadarius Tony in, I believe it was the NFL Network interview. It was. Yeah, I think it was but with Mike Robb, yeah. Essentially, he said, I could be a number one wide receiver if I just got the ball. And that's the awareness side of things for me that while, yes, I, I'm empathetic, like Josh is saying, like I've, I've, this year has been awful because it, it's he didn't even get to the first drill of practice. It was pre-practice that he got hurt in training camp. Basically it was the first, first punt. Oh, recreationally out. fielding punts before the like, first practice. Mm. So <laughs> yeah. that's the start. Then he's rushed back because of Travis getting hurt essentially the day before the Detroit game to start the year. And so now everything's out of whack. Then that goes how that goes. Then he, comes back and he's a little healthier but he still has the drop problems and we talked about it when he had the drop problems Tyreek had drop problems that went the other way but Tyreek also had the production that went with it so you can't have yeah. both and and it's the awareness thing to we talked about the Instagram live and then we just talked about the comments to Mike Rob how how many times can you tell us that you don't have any awareness before we believe that you don't have any awareness yeah, yeah that's a it's big really factor. tough to be like, yeah, just throw me big the ball factor. more and then to see how the year went when he was throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah and, and there's a lot more than just the, the physical talent that has to happen for that to, to come together. I mean, hey, when I rebuilt throw... the Chiefs in Madden, he was a great wide receiver one. But uh, in, in real life, there's a lot more that goes into it. And uh, the well, mental side is definitely the part he struggles in a lot, I think. Patrick did throw him the ball so many times so that Patrick finally – almost pulled his hair out on the sidelines after he threw him the ball again. And it went the same way it went in Detroit and earlier. And it, it just kept happening. Now you can say the same thing about MBS. One thing I will say about MVS's drops is at least usually when he dropped them, they hit the turf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, what do you, what do they say? What do they say when they talk about MVS over the course of this year? Like, when you say, hey, what do you, you know, obviously Marquez hasn't had the, the year that he wanted to have. What do you see from him in practice every day? Oh, he's doing the same stuff. He's out there being himself. He's out there working hard every day. He's blocking downfield. And again, however much of this is Kadarius Tony's injury is one thing. Like if he's hurt, I'm not saying, you know, you can't block downfield when you're you're inactive or whatever. But yeah. I, if there was a uh -huh. world where Kadarius Tony, where the Chiefs were confident that Kadarius Tony would make, make them a better football team, he would have been playing. Yeah, pretty much. That's if a very good way to that. sum it up. Yeah, it's they're not afraid to use guys who are who are struggling, but that is just yeah, a whole... even guys with making mistakes or on a cold streak yeah. or whatever. I mean, it's all yeah. it's all there, and it just it's unfortunate this is this is the path this is taken because I I understand why they watched him and watched his tape and went like, man, Andy, what do you think you could do with this guy in your offense? Like, yeah, yeah man, like, and, like mm -hmm, it, it was sure for a little did. while. It was for a little yeah. while until well, uh, yeah. And even then, when he's and when he's apart. done the things, when he does get the ball into his hands, as we've mentioned, it is kind of fun because he does do the times he's not hurt and the times he doesn't drop it. It's it's been quite enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. problem is those haven't happened enough. So yeah, that's right. We beat that horse. We beat that horse to death. I think at this point, he's probably yeah. a great scout team guy for like a Debo Samuel read <laughs> yeah, for the sure. defense. <laughs> so I'm sure that was Huge. probably nice. Yep. Yeah. Um, He'll get another ring this year, and then you know, and maybe he gets another probably. chance. Like, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Clyde, everybody thought Clyde was gone after last year, and then they used Clyde as Devontae well, Smith, apparently. I sure wish. Scout I sure wish, but. Thought he was going to be active. And not everybody thought back. Clyde was gone. Yeah. My character arc on Clyde has covered a lot of ground. You and I you and I were on that page, Josh, but somebody over here, or over here is not a. I do that every time. It's bad. Yeah, the, mir the flipped video thing. <laughs> the mirrored. Yep. Really used to it. Yeah. This guy and others were not are not the uh, largest, but I've said for a long time, he yeah. at least has a role. So 
Yep. To yeah. try, keep going with the media night thing, though. Bulletin board material is a subject that I want to get into a little bit because everybody was expecting to get a little bit of it from Kansas City, especially with Nick Bosa's comments and some of the other stuff and the field stuff. Well, I should say everybody outside of Kansas City because we, we all pretty much knew there's no chance they're giving you guys anything to work with. No, but, I mean, that's a that's Coach Reed special. Like you got to you're going to respect your opponent. That's that's the one thing uh-huh. that Coach Reed really harps. Well, on. and and there were media members that went direct went to John Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith and and didn't just kind of gently beat around. Like a lot of the KC media will like suggest questions to yeah. them or hint at things. These two they were flat out. Hey, Nick Bolson said you guys hold. What do you think about that? That was <laughs> so. On from that aspect, how much more? I mean, we know what they do with bulletin board material, but it was odd that San Francisco seemed to be so willing to dole it out, and whether it was the players or the fan base, based on the booing and everything. Yeah, else. the like, booing at media night—that was pretty fun. That was a good time. <laughs> what? What's your? What's your? Where are you at with the bulletin board material already provided, and and what might go, continue going forward? Because the villain era is—I think we've established—is here. Yeah, and that that's also pretty fun. We can talk about that more too if you want. But um, I thought it was weird that it started in San Francisco, and I don't mean from the Niners. So I mean early. in San Francisco or Santa Clara or whatever. It's like, man, all you gotta do to keep that from being a thing is to say, yeah, I mean, you know, Donovan Smith played in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and Juwan Taylor's a really good player. Um, so yeah, penalties, whatever. You know, he's got to play him for one game. Juwan hey Taylor man, that was. That was easy. Uh-huh. That too. That like that's a pretty easy thing for me to just do. Like they hold they hold a lot. And then Jed York getting in on the action also was wild. Um so I don't like the booing in the stadium, if that was Niners fans or Raiders fans or other NFL fans who are sick of seeing Travis Kelsey's beautiful face, whatever. Um, I, I'm not gonna hold fans to a bulletin board standard because you know, everybody talks, every fan base yeah. has got some chirpers, all of that, right? But the fact that the Niners seemed so willing to do that, and and one of the stars and the owner were willing to do that, was really strange to me. Because like you guys alluded to, it's not going to happen with the Chiefs, certainly not on purpose, and certainly not without consequences. Like, Justin Reed, who is smart and, like, not letting stuff slip out very often, he gets one of those leading into the Bengals game. And it's like, we didn't like, we didn't hear from that dude for a couple of weeks. And now he's back to Justin Reed and being the guy that we, yeah. we heard him being before. <laughs> Those are conversations that get, that get had, I believe of like, listen, I think so. It's not, I, I don't even know, honestly, guys, I don't know what the impact of bulletin board material actually is. If, if the Niners would have said nothing all week and the game kicked off, are you suddenly picking the Niners? If you were going to pick the chiefs by two points, probably not. Right. There's something to the process of it all. And do you see what they said today? All right, let's go practice. And maybe you're a little more dialed in there. The the main thing is just like, hey, don't don't have unforced errors. Don't unnecessarily yeah. call the call Nick Bosa the the lesser Bosa and oh. and you know light some fire that way. That's it doesn't help you at all. And obviously the Chiefs got that memo because I there were literally, I mean dozens and dozens of hours of audio that have come out of these last two, these first two media days. Uh, so I guess I haven't heard everything, but <laughs> the craziest thing that I heard from a chiefs player was not to bring it back around again, but Canary's Tony being like, yeah, just give me the ball. And I'm a number one receiver in the NFL. Like that was the only yeah, thing. The I didn't hear anything about the Niners. That, that was said yeah. about anything about that. Yeah. It's, 
there's definitely a, a show of how each organization and each team is kind of run, you know. And, I mean, to the Niners' credit, like, they've been in the NFC Championship uh, multiple years uh, the past couple years, the same way the Chiefs have, just Super Bowls-wise. Um, and just, you know, you have a, a more veteran coaching staff. You have a lot uh, older, respected guys. It's it's just a, a very clear difference that uh, I think will probably make a little bit of a difference, at least. Like I said, it's, you know, how much if – if they didn't say any, all this stuff, would there still have been a lot to – to use as material maybe i mean i think a lot of people may have been uh, jaded from the uh, michael jordan documentary where he yeah. you know he just kind of used any any little thing as a as a motivator um it, it's uh, the great ones do i think the great ones really can find even little things like that and uh, and make it something i think the chiefs beat the ravens if justin tucker just stays out of the way anyway but i also don't think justin tucker helped that's kind of yeah. where i fall you know yeah Definitely don't uh, need to poke the bear with that, especially, uh, you know, the villains, as you say, and you talked about a little bit. I want to I want to hear your thoughts, Josh, on the villain uh, era that the Chiefs are now in. We've talked about it a lot, how we are loving it. it it's really cool. Uh, the Patriots were like this for 20 years and every other fan base had to experience it. And now it's our turn. And, uh, you know, it's it's everybody. Uh, the world versus KC. You know, it's one of those things that every other fan base has already been burned by Patrick Mahomes at least once, probably. Um we're on their TV literally all the time, uh, national TV, Super Bowls. It's it's never going to end. Commercial, yeah, commercials. <laughs> Every that's commercial a big you thing. turn on. Um, Entertainment television, every corner yep. of the internet. Yeah, <laughs> literally all of them. It's, it's There's no escaping it. So I'm glad to see that the Chiefs players, and I think a lot of Chiefs fans have embraced that villain role. How are you taking it so far? I, I think the, the, the omnipresence of the Kansas City Chiefs is not something I thought I would ever live to see. Like, I just... I. I it's so outrageous to say out loud, the Chiefs are everywhere. The Kansas City Chiefs are unavoidable. Um, so I, I think, again, I think this right now, this these couple of weeks, and maybe this next offseason, and, and last offseason certainly did this some, um, but I think it's about making Chiefs fans understand why it's happening the way that it is. Because it's not just, it's not that people don't like Kansas City barbecue or that they think Kansas City sucks as a city or whatever. It's it's the fatigue that got to all of us during the Brady era. It's greatness and it's omnipresence. It's how, okay, so this is so this year's gonna end with the Patriots in the Super Bowl again, also. All right, dude, I rooted so hard for those Giants teams as a kid just because yeah. I was rooting against Tom Brady. That didn't make me a hater. I was just invested because I was tired of seeing the stinking Patriots rip everybody's hearts out. So like, hell yeah, let's go, Eli Manning. Like a, an icon because he did something that, that nobody else was doing. So that's where it comes from. And I think that's important because you don't, don't take it personally. The, the the worst angle of it right now is everything getting conspiratorial in the field and the points and the refs and all of that. That to me is really frustrating because it takes away from the best part of sports hate, which okay. is when you eventually at the end of the game, you have to sit back and go, Got me. You got me. This freaking guy, he did, did it, again. it again. Jordan did it again. LeBron did it again. The Warriors did it again. You can you can do that to the great ones and kind of be you can be devastated and then shrug your respects and try again next year. And when it's all oh the NFL wants the Chiefs to win because that's what they wanted. They they wanted they wanted a dynasty in in, in Kansas City, Missouri, and then the next <laughs> yeah, best team in the conference market. is in Buffalo, New York, and the next best team in the conference is in Cincinnati, Ohio. Like man, Roger Goodell is really bad at pulling the biggest media markets. Why aren't the Cowboys good? It's foolish. 
we started so i started laughing hysterically today when you guys went into that part on only weird games because the four myself <laughs> garrett and tom and dmac sat and had a very similar conversation to this yeah. last night on our episode of yeah they're rigging it for the smallest media markets in the league yes but that's also, their what guys there's not a frozen envelope going back to the nba draft lottery or whatever this <laughs> The quarterback out of Texas Tech is the greatest thing we've ever seen. And they got him by trading up, not to number one overall, to 10. There were nine picks ahead of him. And there were two quarterbacks who were, by and large, consensus going into that draft, who were supposed to go ahead of Mahomes. And the Chiefs traded up to 10 for that guy. Yes, yeah. and then he was perfect at football. And the NFL was like... Guys, we're doing yep. it, man. We, have really, we are nailing this. This is the one. This is the it's, one. It's, it's really out. silly. And then, then they went out and got Travis Kelsey to date Taylor Swift, and now we're rigging right. elections, too. Yes. Yeah, like, Roger exactly. Goodell sat down with Taylor Swift, and he was he was like, all right, Taylor, I know you're the most, like, maybe one of the most powerful <laughs> people in the world uh, from a whole lot of metrics, but let me tell you about this cute little tight end in Kansas City, Missouri, who you are going to love. Whoa. I know you love Lawrence, Kansas. You know, it's not too far away from that, Kansas City, Missouri. So <laughs> mm. let's go ahead and check out this guy with the beard. It's like, I mean, you know it's... they're going to be playing their home games there for the f football team this year. Oh, that's a good – hold on. So this just... is – Full circle. That's good. So Roger Goodell also got the KU Stadium refunding, yep. uh, remodeling yep. whole yeah. thing going. He made KU and football good there. again. Yeah, that's how they got wow. that stadium refunded. That's and that right. and nobody ever thought that was going to happen again. I mean, there's so <laughs> many strings being pulled uh, behind the scenes. That's just like again that that part sucks because it takes the fun out of it. Like Brady yeah. was a cheater because of Spygate and Deflategate was still in I think in some amount of good faith and good fun. Nobody, how many points did they beat the Colts by in the Deflate Gate game? Was it like forty? Gate is. We many. talked about that last night too. Deflate Gate is really? over here. Spygate Gate was real. Spygate Spy Gate was a yeah, thing yeah, that yeah, they sure. were supposed to do. Deflate yeah. Gate. The, the football yes. being a PSI less where they lost by forty is not yeah. what but that, <laughs> could not be less relevant to me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and like and Spy Gate again, real fair. Michigan just won a title and got their head coach paid. And we're like, well, I saw that else we could do, I guess. Well, <laughs> it's just sometimes stuff like that happens. The whole, like, well, yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, if somebody comes out with a great uh, reporting about how uh, pick your favorite ref, I guess, how Bill Vinovich is, has a Chiefs tattoo on his butt and, a, and $3 million <laughs> in unexplained payments, then like, all right, cool. Well, then there's a smoking gun. And that's obviously obviously not where we're at so uh, yeah. back to the villain thing not the like, nba that's not scott foster or whatever was that's all that oh, scenario <laughs> scott freaking scott foster man yeah. Yeah, you ruined you ruined my mood all over sorry again. sorry chris it's paul okay. nearby it's he's, okay. in a, he's in a chris paul adjacent fan he was on the suns for a while that's so. yeah and it's it's okay i've grown to accept a whole lot of things about that <laughs> basketball team over the years um so the villain thing i think you saw in that clip with kelsey's beard looking outrageous and him getting those boos and going, you like you can see his eyes just like a, it, it, you could virtually. I don't think this is actually true. You could almost see his pupils dilate, and be like oh, a, little, a little the rock oh. thing of. Oh, <laughs> oh, I got a microphone. You guys are getting yeah. me fired up. You got you got a little bit of game day, Travis Kelsey, right there, which was fun. I think he loves it. I think Mahomes is embracing it because he realizes that's where they're at right now. I think the rest of the Chiefs have kind of figured out that that's just the brand now. Other people decided that for him. Yeah, being the heel is very fun. I think if anyone's they, ever and, watched wrestling, being and, the heel And is a they're good time. not villains because they yap about other teams or whatever. And they're not villains yeah. because they're disrespectful or whatever you want to pick. Like, they just are the villains because they're too good. Sorry. 
Yeah, it's definitely Mahomes it's. Is... Go ahead, Gert. Uh, I was just gonna say it's it's yeah it's more of a testament I think that people are just uh, they almost just don't want to see the greatness I think I think they just really want to deny everything they can um, and so that's why you see so many different excuses of the refs and all this different stuff um, I think that we as a collective are are in a good place right now though where it's like we kind of have ammo for everything back you know any kind of any kind of yeah. dumb take that people have nowadays i mean it's we have something to, to answer it for like it's yeah just ask seth yeah he'll do it for you <laughs> yeah 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 like His hey you hate taylor on Twitter swift. for the last several days you just like uh, taylor the... swift about being in the being in the nfl and stuff sorry uh she's bringing a lot of audience to the nfl there's a lot of young women who are now into the nfl like it's good it's good for the nfl you know all the rigged and yeah it's we have at least the uh, the ammunition to to fight back on it now, and um, I think it really infuriates people even further. <laughs> the transition from 2019 Super Bowl against the Niners, where everybody and their mother wanted us to win the game, and it didn't matter who it was, everybody in the country wanted us to win the game. Yep. To the maps being completely inverted for the AFC Championship game when it was Baltimore all over the map to us. To Mahomes' quotes, uh, Jeff Darlington, we talked about it some, but Jeff Darlington's, I, I'll, I'll smile through it, but I still want to, I'll still be the villain for them if they need me to. And then immediately last night when the microphone is in his hand, right after Brock Purdy gives Taylor Swift ammunition to the Chiefs Kingdom fan base. I don't know if Travis will take anything from it, but the fan base did. He got, he got asked a direct question. He I got feel like set Purdy up did for that one. There. Yeah, Purdy, he, no, Purdy yeah. did pretty much. He did not Listen. ask for that. He... <laughs> If there's anything we know about Brock Purdy, he dealt with what he had around him. He made the best of it. It wasn't great. You know, that's. <laughs> Which he yep. also said about his team was, I got a bunch of really, I don't really good. Because, yeah, he basically got set, asked, are you ready to disappoint Taylor Swift? What do you want him to say? No. Right. Like, no, he... <laughs> I would hate that. I'd rather lose than disappoint Taylor <laughs> yeah, Swift. Yeah, like what? Yeah. So, but from that perspective, immediately after that, they're booing Mahomes and, and he hits him with the, uh, we hear you and we're here and not nothing. <laughs> Nothing over yeah. the top, nothing yeah. crazy, nothing. Just level out, matter of fact. Uh huh. I, I acknowledge you. I your you. existence. You and are real. Crush it. And now I yep. want to crush it because we hear you. And we talked about the Jordan documentary and the personal stuff and whatnot. He hears, as I think Nate said it today, and either in an article one of his articles are on the show today. I've, I've read a bunch of his stuff today too. Me too. He hears everything. I can't remember either. Yep. He hears everything. Whether you where whether it's the weirdos on Twitter, I don't know, whoever, whoever Craig Carton is, that guy yeah. and the rest of those dudes fired. Oh, where picks. did he come from? So who, who he's found, on Fox like, sports. What random early, early in the morning? Yeah, no. Yeah. So his, his story is, is actually hilarious. If you finish your point and I'm going to get you a, a, a proper retelling of yeah. the Craig Carton experience. <laughs> so there's that guy and there's David Carr. Always that dude. I love that man. Now Gosh. he just hands Bobby and Patrick material. Every <laughs> single time he talks about them. It's great. Um, and then you go through the rest of that. He, he the, the checkmark gif that goes around Twitter with his head on the, that we've, we've yeah. taken over that gif of, I don't even know who the gif was originally of anymore. I think it was from Dwight from the office. Yeah. Of making the check right in the, lo mm -hmm. in the, in the, in the office and, and all these things. He does have those things. Bobby tracks them for him and analogs <laughs> it out and, and, and says it all like, he loves it. So if you're going to feed him and they're going to get this treatment now, they're repurposing Brady memes and gifts for him. Like the ref kissing the ref gif 
or meme is Brady. They just took Patrick's head and yeah. and jersey and stuck it on the same <laughs> like it's the same same playbook same thing. Yep. Yeah. So I it's just so enjoyable to watch this team understand that and it's never leaving. But I mentioned it like the t-shirts that we make aren't the Patriots t-shirts where it's like Oh, people said mean things about us. The t-shirts are like, oh, we love spags or, oh, we're about ourselves or, oh, it's this team. So there's a little bit difference, but there's also still so many parallels that it's now almost kind of driven a uh, understanding between certain segments of that Patriots fan base of like, hey, you guys know what it feels like now. So uh, to get back to this show's most important storyline um, on Craig Carton. <laughs> Uh, so he he was on he was at WFAN for a long time and very successful. I was going to read you a blurb of his Wikipedia page, and then I'll see if I can add any further context you may need to know. During its 10-year run, Boomer, with Boomer Esiason, Boomer and Carton became the most listened-to show in uh, WFAN history, placing first among men ages 25 to 54. In September 2017, Carton resigned from the program and WFAN after his arrest for securities and wire fraud. He was sentenced to three and a half years in prison, and after serving 12 months, he was released in 2020. That year, he was rehired by WFAN, for which he currently hosts the number one rated afternoon drive program with Evan Roberts. I believe the okay. under, just so we can calibrate our jokes, I believe the underlying problem of this may have stemmed from some sort of gambling addiction, which is explicitly not funny. But the fact that, I mean, is he, like, wasn't the thing today that, like, his bets are lethal or something? I think so. I think that was the quote. Okay. I don't, which, listen, addictions are real and not funny. But, yeah. But, but it's a weird turn if that's what it stemmed from. And I and again, I'm I, I have not gotten the entirety of the reporting of all of this. I just wanted to make sure I got at least those details correct. Um, <laughs> we all could do a better job of deciding whose opinions we care about, myself included. Yeah. And I wish there was a way to democratize that more. Like I know Reddit has a downvote button. And it, yeah. it's it's too binary. <laughs> like this that. is good or this is bad doesn't really fix the problem because you're gonna get a whole lot. You're gonna get 31 fan bases saying this meme of Patrick Mahomes kissing the ref is funny and hilarious and accurate. It's like, well, you can't really yeah. community notes that. But uh, I don't know. We we gotta we gotta make some strides as a society here within the next mm, two or three I, years, or we're like super super bad shape. I like Jordan's. Um, you you mentioned Jordan Foot. I don't know mm -hmm. a little bit earlier. Uh, I like we we he's been doing it for a while. I've adopted it with him a long time ago when he started it, which is the we don't interact with bad tweets. Uh, we just screenshot them. And Jordan took this from me. That. I don't like that I think he has gotten credit for this. No, <laughs> I think he should. I do actually want him to get the credit for it, but I wanted to put him on blast first. <laughs> that's fine. So uh, that whole thing started, and and that's been like because. The other one that is, that is my personal favorite of late, which is a hybrid spinoff of that, which we get a lot with this Chiefs team, is I said something stupid, then got barbecued for it, and now I'm a victim. Mm. And I've started, I've basically started creating an archive, and, and some Good. of them are, are people I like, but it's like, sure. you, you cannot go out an engagement farm yeah. with something dumb and then get roasted for it. And then come back and say, oh, sorry, I didn't do it right for you guys. I didn't do this that way or that way. Like, no. No, you just yeah. knew what you were doing. If you know what you're doing <laughs> is engagement farming and then you get roasted for it, just take the barbecue. Don't yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, it's it's way too common nowadays, I think, where a lot of people really have it in their head that, like, any press is good press type deal, you know? Like, any time engagement is good engagement. And it's like, only certain things. It's really not. Like, you just kind of, like, you might have, you might get a lot of impressions and views on your stuff, but everyone thinks you're an idiot. So, like, what's the, what's the benefit? You're not moving, you're not moving ad deals. You're not, you know, no one really wants to partner with you. Like, you're just talking just to talk. It's, it's definitely ridiculous. And I agree, Josh, that, uh, we as a society really need to kind of respect and uh, limit who we really take seriously on some of those takes. Cause uh, some guy that was in jail for a couple of years and hosted a sports show. I don't know if his opinion really matters. I don't know if he's ever played in the NFL or uh, knows anything about, you know, it's or, yeah. It's, or managed like, like Josh just, I think there were some pieces you could draw from the uh, gambling problem, potential yeah, issues, to yeah, the fraud, probably. potential issues that might yeah. connect some dots <laughs> on well, like, why that's a like, problem. Garrett, you also just gave us a really good example of what is insufficient in terms of ruling somebody out. Because unless I don't, unless I missed a really important detail about both your guys' life, none of us played in the NFL. That's true. And That's true. I, yeah. I would imagine That's none true. of the three of us played at a terribly high level. So what what yeah. I think what I think we can do, and this is way harder than like an upvote and a downvote button, but what I think we can do is is use our best human judgment to try to discern before I interact with this thing, is it in good faith? Is is the yeah. person yeah. is the person on the other side of this trying? And I don't mean are they right or are they good or are they brilliant, but are they trying in a way that is that is not disingenuous? Yeah. And if we could just interact with people being genuine about things, then I, we at least have some amount of of common ground to set on. Because if you give me the dumbest opinion you have, but you you believe it for reasons that kind of make sense, but the end result of you saying Canarius Tony should be a number one wide receiver in the NFL, if that's your take, but you can walk me through your logic, sure, yeah. I gotta sit here and listen to it. I gotta yeah. I gotta at least give you that, and then I can say, well, here's why I don't agree with that, and then here's all of my logic behind it. But when you're in a world where one tweet going mega viral and riling up one fan base and getting a bunch of other fan bases on your side, if that gives you 20,000 Twitter followers like that, hell yeah, you're going to do it. And then people will forget why you got famous. But that kind of stuff happens all the time. And it's it's really tough because the, the general Internet like business landscape is not in a very cool place right now so yeah. we're talking about ad sales and clicks and engagements and if you're verified you can make a little money but it, you got to go really viral and we're all playing algorithm games and, and all of that is yep. is really really difficult to dig out of and it's genuine discourse has been is something that used to exist in a lot of these forums and platforms that has just absolutely vanished the more and bigger the platforms have gotten and the more right. and and the things have gotten done there if you're and, and this is 100 justice point if you're willing to have genuine discourse on your take whether it's a horrible one or not i'm far more willing to listen to what you have to say than yeah. if you're doing like i said the the victim after you said the dumb thing and didn't want to have the dis like i can't i can't do that with with you, yeah. we don't, and also with all the outside, with all the places we get it from, he mentioned there's how many hundreds of hours of audio from this week. Yeah, exactly. I don't have you, time to listen to you for that. What are we doing? Yeah. And, and also, if, uh, if your main take is that Andy reads uh, X, Y and Z because of his health, then you are automatically uh, losing points in my eyes. So, yeah. And, and so, like, 
there's like the Warren Sharp thing about like refer the refereeing crew benefiting the road team. And it was like, hey, actually, like it's an all-star crew, and that's not really how these crews work. Or the stuff about the practice facilities. And it's absolutely insane that the, the Niners are at UNLV and the Chiefs are, are playing at the, the <laughs> Raiders facilities as if that doesn't alternate every single year. That yeah. kind of stuff doesn't deserve oxygen. The human that said that is a pure – everything that the human that said what Josh just quoted is a is a pure clickbait troll. His whole brand, persona, everything. And I assume – I assume, by and large, if that's your whole brand, it's because you're not capable of of engaging in the more honest yeah. way of analyzing, just like the world. And again, that doesn't mean there's no rubber stamp. Playing in the NFL doesn't mean you're going to have good takes. Not playing in the NFL doesn't mean you're going to have bad takes. You, you have to judge the yeah, width the and breadth of their work. Troll played in the NFL. Played in the yeah. NFL. There's a couple and, out there, yeah. <laughs> And so, right, it's hard to actually make sure you know which one we're talking about. Yeah, and and that that is frustrating because you have to take the entirety of what this person is, but you might not know this person's entire life. That's Again, it becomes very difficult, and we're all interacting a uh, hundred and whatever characters at a time, and everything gets toxic, and then, you know, the website gets worse and worse and worse over the period of about a year, and now we're here. Yeah. Yep, we sure are. Um, Tough scenes. Yeah. Well, to, to spin off and kind of wrap up, I want to – Use one of those horrible, godforsaken websites that we deal with on a regular basis. Um, and talk about an interesting stat that um, I think, I don't know if I've seen it before. Trey Wingo is the one that put it up here. But this will be the fourth coaching rematch in Super Bowl history. Hmm. Um, and Pretty all cool. three prior went to the guy that won the first one the second time as well. Um, those yep. instances were Chuck Knoll and Tom Landry, Jimmy Johnson and Marv Levy, and Tom Coughlin and Bill Belichick. Hey, Giants-Patriots reference again. How funny <laughs> is that, that Bill Belichick in that stat is one of the losing coaches? <laughs> yeah. Well, and so is Tom Landry, by the way, because the guy Fair. he lost to was Chuck Knoll. Yep. And, and no yeah. offense to Tom Coughlin, dudes. but... <laughs> yeah. It's not the same thing. Historically, it has not worked out. So... Yeah. From that kind of perspective, we did a lot of talk with legacy stuff. Who for you from that? I know Andy's an easy answer for legacy questions, but is, is he the biggest one that has the most legacy stuff on this game? Or That's is a good it question? Or is it, you know, Patrick or is it Chris or is it Brett or is it Spags? Because there's so I... many guys for this Chiefs team because of what this dynasty can mean to their total career. Yeah. Oh, wait, we did a almost an hour and 20 minutes on it yesterday yeah. on it to an extent. But like, it's just such a fascinating feeling for me. I want, I like to get everybody's opinion on it. It's a, it's a fun question, and it's hard for me to not have it be Reader Mahomes. And so I'll kind of let me talk through it and see. I'll, I'll try to give at least one non-head coach, non-quarterback answer. But for Andy Reid, it further cements him as one of the greatest coaches of all time. And when we are talking about things that are so amorphous as legacy, you do have a little bit of judging by the way the conversations go. And so I think everyone's going to have Andy Reid amongst the greatest coaches in NFL history forever now because getting one trophy was big for him. Getting two means, hey, we're no fluke. Getting three is that the Kansas City Chiefs are are in dynasty mode, that it's probably the best five-year stretch in NFL history for any team ever, which sets you up pretty well to expand that out to the best 10-year stretch. And for Mahomes, the only way he's going to be able to get like GOAT status is is with Super Bowls, and that's not fair or the way that we should do it, but it's just kind of how it's going to go. If Brady has all his rings and Mahomes retires with five, there will be some amount of conversation of like, listen, Brady was an incredible winner. He did over this period of time. 
But Mahomes got five, and look at everything else his career was. That's a conversation you can have. Yeah. But if Mahomes ends up, I, I like saying this out loud is so stupid. But if Mahomes ends up with eight, it's not a conversation. You know, it, it just ends there. So yep. I, I think they both have things they can add to their legacies. I think Kelsey's in a similar boat where Super Bowls don't define tight ends. You you can have, I mean, yeah. Tony Gonzalez, but also Gronk gets a ton of extra juice for, for being a Patriot and then a buck and winning with Brady and all of that. So I, I think that could help. I kind of want to say Spags. Because you you can go back to Chiefs Patriot or to to to, to, uh, to Giants Patriots, and then you can go to these two Super Bowls that he's already got. There really is like somebody else started this first. It may have been one of the guys in the Athletic Football Show or something, but like there's an argument building for greatest defensive coordinator of all time by resume, by opponent, by the stretch that this year this playoff stretch has been on. Uh, and yeah. he's become kind of one of the main characters of this team. And I, I think that's really cool also. So I, I kind of want to go, I kind of want to go Spags as my little like alternate answer, but it's really, really hard for anything other than coach or quarterback to kind of outrank that. Cause we do judge coaches and quarterbacks by Super Bowls. Yeah. I think Chris Jones might be the only other like kind of notable guy that like maybe a guy who at the end of his career might be kind of a fringe uh, hall of famer. And so yeah. some like these, a couple more uh, rings might kind of push that over the top, but um really yeah Weirdly, when you talk, like when you... all the linemen also kind of get that we're like if you're if yeah. you're a lineman with three rings it's like That's well yeah like joe tooney has an yeah. argument for that despite the fact that he doesn't have a stat line because for a lineman just like everyone said he was great and he won a bunch of rings so that's that, true that, that's yeah but i think ultimately when you talk about championships and super bowls and legacies and stuff like that the coaching staff definitely plays a big factor into it um and you know both Andy and Spags doing it at multiple places, I think, really cements that. You know, Andy Great. took the Eagles to multiple NFC championships, completely reshaped that team. The Spags did it with the Giants. He got a ring with them, and then he gets two with us. Um, it's it's really impressive to see uh, just how really it's all come together, and it's it's been the perfect storm of of just everything that seems to have culminated with uh, this Chiefs team being really really good. Um, so yeah, really good uh, and widely hated for it. What a time to be yeah. alive. Yeah, I've got a bounce. Um, Kyle, I want you to to close it out with my guy, Josh here. Josh, I appreciate you coming on. I'll let you guys finish the episode out, but it's been great talking to you. And uh, yeah, good luck in the in everything that you do going forward. Thank you, man. Thank good you to care. talk to you again. Yeah. All now right, got well. that scrub out of here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, there's a couple little things left we can finish up with and sure. then we can get out of here. Um, no, I, I think your point about the legacy for Andy and Pat, when you mentioned the five Super Bowls versus like seven, I think this one would be big because it would be a back-to-back, which is something yeah, that that group did. It would also be a back-to-back, but a back-to-back with a year they were, basically two years they weren't supposed to win it either year. Technically speaking, they weren't supposed to win it. And I can tell you this, they weren't supposed to win it because um before the super bowl last year when kansas legalized sports betting and gave away all that free money that they gave mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. they were really long odds to win a super bowl and they were pretty long odds for patrick to win an nvp and, and and i put some funds on both of those and had a very nice end of the super bowl last year because of how unexpected they were they were yep. they were in the in the plus thousands and up category of of odds for for winning a super bowl so um and then to turn around this year to go back to back to 
continue to play more football than anybody else in the league and for your quarterback to be the highest cap percentage in the history of cap percentages in the salary cap era, they get it done this year. And it's no, it's no different. So I I don't know if you saw it. We, we talked a little bit about the, the crazy questions. I swear I saw basically saw where somebody asked Travis Kelsey, if he was proposing Taylor Swift, if they won the Super Bowl. I, I didn't that see that, question. but I don't doubt that it was asked. He, and his facial expression was essentially, huh? It was, I, I believe that it was phrased, is if you guys win a ring, are you the only one getting a ring that night? Which was. Yeah, like a match. What if he would have just been like, oh yeah, that is my plan. Like that's, but you got to, you're just trying to, you're asking a question to get an answer to it. It's, and so like. I get it. But what, what do you want? And And this is where. For me, I get, I guess, I get questions, and you being in the media, being a media person, I, I know that, I don't want to do the whole. Let's not talk about industry standards for things, but like, oh, I'm done. How do we, how do we get some of the people that ask some of these questions that they ask? How are, how are they, how are they allowed to in some of these instances? But like, what are we doing? Why are we? Why is the question like with Brock Purdy? Why is he being basically forced into a yes or no answer on something that you know is going to get played 12 billion times and it's not the kid's fault? Yeah. It, for like for the specifics of media night, it is just sort of like the purge of NFL media nights where it's just like, hey, everything's legal. We can't stop all of you. Storm Area 51, we, we, can't, we can't stop everyone. So that one, I think, is like almost that simple. And the alternative is that they protect their players from stupid questions more often and they don't have as much fun out of media night, as much content out of media night. So right. I think that's a trade the NFL has made that, contrarily, the Chiefs don't want to make. For the Chiefs, it's not worth it for you to hear. Just, we're going to keep using the same example. Sorry. But it's, it's not worth it for the Chiefs for you to hear from Canarius Tony while he's injured and and not really and, and not active or, or not active in practice or whatever. It, it doesn't really benefit the Chiefs for you to talk to MVS when he doesn't really want to talk for the content. Because the Chiefs aren't in it for content. The Chiefs are in it to win games. The NFL's in it for content, and both teams have to deal with it, so it's, you know, it's fine, I guess. Um, in terms of, like, you know, when you are kind of looking at what one person is doing, I think it was, it was Scott Hansen who asked, like, the Taylor Swift question, right? Yeah. We've seen Scott Hansen do, like, fabulous work on the most incredible TV show maybe ever made. Yes. And Scott Hansen understands, like, what how this works, right? He I don't think he would have asked, to be clear, he would not have asked Taylor, would, would not have asked Travis Kelsey, uh, will Taylor be disappointed if you're the only one who gets a ring on Sunday? Scott Hansen's not asking that. In that moment, it's him being like an MC on stage and kind of trying. He's got a literal crowd of people and all these teams. And I'll be fair to Scott here. I don't think he wrote that question, probably. And there's if I there's a really good chance. Me. There's a really good chance that someone was like, hey, you can go this way. I've not, I haven't done, you know, like lot like TV media reporting kind of like that, that range. So I can't fully speak on that, I guess. Um, but yeah, like it's an NFL network production and an NFL production. There's a lot of moving parts that go into that. And so uh, these are all things And Super Bowl week is the week where every, the whole outside world is involved and there's all these weird things and there's all this stuff. And you, and I, and I think we saw it with, you know, I, I brought up those to bring up the, the responses that we got from the 49ers, whether it be the holding talk before we ever even got to the Super Bowl, whether, because you don't traditionally interview owners before games that's not a thing that normally happens so you don't normally yeah get his scrum was kind of weird stuff. but sometimes that does change from team to team for what it's worth the chiefs certainly don't do that but this chiefs team the outside world's been involved 
for like a half decade now, but this year more so than any other in all of the regular games because of the Taylor Swift aspect, because Travis Kelsey's podcast is the size of what Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey's podcast is, because Patrick is a global star at this point, which we've been talking about it for like a while now. The laundry list of things I never thought I would say as a Chiefs fan continues to just grow and grow and grow and grow every time we talk about him or this team. Like, yeah, your quarterback is a global icon. Never. And now your tight end is an even bigger one. Yeah. And so it's like, huh? And so that being the case, I don't know. This seems business as usual. Yeah. And I know that Patrick called it a business trip and told him he'd take him back to Vegas. And some people are taking that as like, a t- no, first of all, he literally took them to Vegas. I think last year after the, no, yeah, thing. I think that literally happened and it's a great line and it's true, but they don't seem remotely bothered. And a lot of it has to do with Andy and the chiefs PR team and how they handle all that and the media preparation. Cause they spend a lot of time on it. We, we know that, you know, that from working with them, but as fans that have watched and been around a long time, we all know that because, you were talking about the schedules and stuff earlier. How does this team operate with the business as usual? I, is It's an advantage, right? Like, I feel like that's an, an advantage to them. Having the Taylor Swift stuff, having Travis, having Patrick, having it all the time constantly be maybe not as big of a circus because there's just not as many national media members in the Chiefs stuff as traditional, but it's still a circus routinely. They still got to deal with TMZ articles every other week about, sources saying travis isn't going to the grammys because turns out he has a job and like a job that's right so for me for you as a person who's in the media side of stuff and sees this kind of stuff i know that and you're especially in the chief scene this feels like yeah it's a little bit bigger but it's the same day-to-day stuff for them well here's the crazy thing that also fits on the laundry list it seems like business as usual because it's business as usual because the chief season four out of the last five years has gone into february andy reed and patrick mahomes both talked about their super bowl week routine their what their super bowl week routine that that is actually part of it and so like, and, and, you know, obviously Shanahan's been to a Super Bowl as a head coach and, and then also as a coordinator. And I, I don't think he's like in over his head right now. But the Chiefs, the Chiefs literally know what it's like. Like they they have done this. They have walked in these footsteps. And then I think it's about the coaching to some extent and, and having kind of a unified vision there that Andy Reid's able to kind of set. But I, I do think it would be selling the guys short, not to highlight the specific players who are often put in those positions. Where Patrick Mahomes, and like this is like not cool and sucks to note, Patrick Mahomes' dad got arrested the day before the biggest media night of the year, and I wasn't worried that he was going to flub something. Travis Kelsey is the biggest star in American football right now. He's an international star out of American football in a way that doesn't really happen and certainly doesn't happen to non-quarterbacks. I've never worried about him saying something he shouldn't say about Taylor Swift or like letting a detail slip because I can't remember who it was that said this originally. It may have been Andy in a presser a week or two ago. But it's still, he's still Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey things. You know, the, the podcast started before Taylor Swift was around because obviously they talked about it on the podcast. But like that was something they were already doing. And Travis Kelsey did and 
maybe regrets and learn from a reality show before he was like <laughs> the <laughs> Travis Kelsey. He hates that reality and, show. And, but you know what? He figured out what it means to have made a show that he kind of hates, that other people kind of hated, that got used against him and made fun of and all of that stuff. He wanted to be a star. And he had the, the tools to be one, both as a player and as a personality. And, and this is something that you see only when, it, you only really notice this when it goes bad. He also had what it takes to be a star and not crumble under that at some point. I don't know how many people really do have that gene. Because eventually, a lot of child actors are rushed through a whole lot of stuff and they get spat out in a place where they have to oh. rebuild a whole bunch of life, despite the fact they were very famous very young. You'll you'll find not even just yeah they're 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 brutal not even just child actors but other actors people who get famous and then their life seems to get worse lottery winners there's a lot of lottery winners that deal with getting really rich really fast and then it's a whole spot and Travis Kelsey won the genetic lottery and then won the NFL lottery and won the coaching and quarterback lottery and won the girlfriend lottery and the superstar lottery dude has been cashing lottery checks for a long time now to the point that this is who he is and this is what his life is like and he's he's built for it again taylor swift built for it clearly the the idea that she's like that she's scrolling on twitter being like there are a lot of there are a lot of middle-aged men who are very upset at me for the first time ever like that's not a quarter of my discography dealing with what that's like as a, a super famous woman but that's just kind of the that's part of the dna that obviously mahomes has and you know mlb locker rooms and all the stories that have that have been told it's Justin Reed is by and large built for it. I'm going to mention his one slip up because there was one slip up. Uh, and he's back on Twitter again now, I guess. So that's kind of cool. But um, that's that's something where I think the Chiefs do pick their leaders well. Um, Chris Jones had a very loud holdout and has said some things he probably shouldn't have said. And still, by and large, Chris Jones, as one of the leaders of your football team, you are not just OK with you're excited about. So it, it really is a, a cultural thing that I think is in some part. Brett Veach and some part Andy Reid and some part the assistant coaches and in a big way the players too. Yeah, and I, I love that you highlighted the players taking ownership and control of it because that's I think probably the factor that doesn't get talked about as enough because you can we've seen we see organizations all the time you can preach and teach and tell I'm sure every player on earth was told not to bet on property or sure. on games or near games or any of that stuff and yet. It's not happened once. It's happened multiple times across the league. Like, so we see all that stuff. And so them them being that level of ability to adapt, I do want to point out, I think it's important apparently for this team's secondary, especially the leader of their secondary, to be vocally active on Twitter against people who they have problems with. I think it's just a requirement like at just, this point. Yeah. If this, I mean, when they don't have it, they don't win. So <laughs> Travis's beard be was a requirement. When he shaved it, they were terrible. Then, That's right. So they, they, they figured oh, out. The some... beard's getting more powerful through the playoffs. That's what's happening. It's just Yukon mm-hmm. Cornelius over here is yep. gonna it's gonna put up 12 just and 150 getting, and two touchdowns just getting stronger and stronger and, and so from that aspect it's quite fun i, I do want to touch two actual football things with you before cool. we get out of here um one being travis kelsey and his it's legacy and football because he's he's now in conversations with jerry rice so being in conversations with jerry rice he needs you know he's made it kind of clear throughout media day that he's not done and not retiring after this yep. year. Um, he's having, you know, fun playing with the best quarterback on the planet. It 
turns out it's a good thing for your career. Um, so with that in mind, he only needs like a couple more runs like this. And he has not one of the untouchable Jerry Rice records, not two of them, but he'll have all of them if he continues to make a couple of runs like they've made this year. From that perspective in this matchup with the 49ers, and we just talked about the Yukon Cornelius beard, are, are we getting Yukon Cornelius with the beard and, and, he, and you know, the 12 for 150 and two? Do they find a way to slow? And I, I love Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great player. We've seen this a thousand times in the past. That's right. I, I love Derwin James, too, but. So, Everybody who but, listened to Times Ours and now only Weird Games knows what to think about Matt Milano. We've been told. Uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat with you, man. Like, I, Fred Warner is an incredible football player, and if you tell him to, tra- to cover Travis Kelsey one on one, you're asking him to do something impossible. It's like that doesn't, it because it, it doesn't work. You could you can do it incredibly well, and it's not gonna work because he doesn't really obey the rules of like football or physics. And, and so yeah, I I do think we're gonna get a Travis Kelsey game because I think as you saw in, I mean, really throughout the playoffs as a whole to this point, but especially in the AFC championship game, Mahomes has three weapons that he wants to go to. And then other guys who he will go to. And that's important. That's, that's okay. Like, you know, you don't not most teams don't have six weapons. The quarterback's just dying to feed, but Isaiah Pacheco needs to get the football and you can do it in a way that takes a little bit of the weight off of Mahomes, shoulders in the running game. But really, Travis Kelsey's going to get that damn football over and over and over again because there's nothing left to hide. There's no energy left to save. There's no further game to prepare for. What you need here is the best possible version of Travis Kelsey, the best possible version of Patrick Mahomes, and for them to be locked in on the same page, all the things we've seen them be in the biggest moments. Why wouldn't we get that? Um, If you wanted to get kind of like outside the range and the kind of obviously the third weapon being Rasheed Rice, He's a rookie in a Super Bowl, and that has not gotten talked about very much to this point. I haven't heard him talk a lot uh, this week, and maybe the Chiefs kind of were like, hey, man, we're not going to try to, we're not going to put you in the brightest spotlights. This is your first time. Most of these dudes have been here before because we did it last year. <laughs> but um, that's that's a, a side story to the fact that I, I do think we're going to get everything that Travis Kelsey has in this game. And if the Niners do limit it, it's going to come at a cost. It's not just Fred Warner, but it's Fred Warner and what else you do to key in on Travis Kelsey. And then it is up to the rookie in the Super Bowl. You got to be the one that makes these plays in the passing game because somebody's got to do it. Yeah, and we've even seen at points where even if they do take extra resources to take Travis away, sometimes Travis just decides that that also doesn't matter. Yep. So I... Doesn't make sense. Him, him standing on stage, and you mentioned it with his eyes, with like basically lighting up like a little kid that walked out to a crisp to its to the Christmas tree and found the toy that it asked Santa for under the yes. tree. <laughs> at, he was like, oh, "Oh, I have a microphone, and y'all are make are booing me. Oh, I'm going to enjoy that. Like, if there's a thing that I think he might look at doing post NFL career, the WWE sure seems like a fit. Oh, that'd be. Fun. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, with McAfee doing his thing over there, that just feels like a natural marriage. I don't know. But the other thing I wanted to talk football-wise is is we talk Spags so much. I I don't want to be overconfident, but I and I need you to maybe tell me if I'm being overconfident. I think he's going to make Brock Purdy hate his whole existence in this Super Bowl from basically start to finish. Because he just put 
Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and Tua in a blender. And if you're telling me that you think Brock Purdy, and I'm not you being the proverbial you, mm-hmm. not not Josh in this case, audience, but that that guy is in any of those three dudes, and I, whatever your feelings are on Tua, but especially the first two, yes, I can't I can't go there with you. Yeah, and I- and as creative as Shanahan has been. And the weaponry thing, this defense has has had an answer for everyone and everything all season. Motion, receivers, tight ends, running games, whatever the statement is that we've said that, ah, oh, this defense may struggle with this this week. They've been like, yeah, no. I, I don't think you're being overconfident. And I think I'd put Purdy three on those four quarterbacks if we're playing that game. We talked about that some on 810 today with the zone. Um, I I think he's three. I don't think he's close to two. I think he's probably closer to four than two. But like I I a little bit out on out on Tua at this point, I think. I don't know. Maybe that's um me being a, a little little recency bias there. But the thing that I do, I mean, you mentioned you covered your bases on this. The thing that I do wonder about is I, I do think Spags is going to do some diabolical stuff to Brock Purdy. Like, I, I think that he is going to show him stuff that he hasn't seen. I think he's going to challenge him in ways that Purdy is going to have to come up with answers for. I do think Brock Purdy is a good enough quarterback to have some answers. The question is, what happens when you don't? If you, have, if you don't have the answers and you make a big mistake, it's ball game. Like, I really think that's what it is. If you could guarantee me two Brock Purdy turnovers, I'd, that's, like, we're, that's the only stat I'd want to know. If you could give me like one limited peek at all of this. So that's part of it. I do wonder what Shanahan is going to do because knowing Spags and being at the forefront of this offense in a way that has done things differently and has built this sort of revolutionary thing that everybody's cheating off of and stealing from. I wonder right now, truth serum, does Kyle Shanahan feel like he has answers? For what Spag is going to bring. I, I Honestly, I think he probably does feel like he has that. Truth serum right back around again. Is Spag's worried about it? Th- does he have the counterpunch to the counterpunch? And also, will this game be within a field goal at halftime? Because if so, I'm going to take the Chiefs halftime defensive adjustments. That's, that has been a consistent stalwart of this team this year. So I, I am also like pretty confident in where the Chiefs defense stands. I do think that with this team, with this Niners team, that could still mean a 20-something point performance from the Niners. And then it's back on the Chiefs offense, and we're having a perfect fitting ending to this season. But yeah, man, in Spags We Trust is, is more than just words on a very expensive t-shirt. It uh, it, it counts for something, and I, I really am with you on that. Did you, uh, did you happen to procure your very expensive slash charity donation t-shirt? I did. Good. I, I almost backed out. There were, had shipping and like and processing issues, all of that. They did say they were gonna try to get it out, like that it was gonna be out for the Super Bowl, which I saw that and I was like, I'm not gonna have my heart set on that. But I don't think I've gotten like a shipping notification yet or anything, and I'm starting it's it's starting to get a little late. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see if that if that makes it out in time. But uh, it would be it would be a real bummer to have that shirt get here after the Chiefs lose to the Niners like 34 to 20. <laughs> yeah. That would be kind of. I don't. Weird. I don't know that that there's too much to worry about there. It, I think if the Chiefs do manage somehow not win this game, they do lose this game. It won't be a wild loss. It will be a very close football game. 
I don't know that it couldn't be the other way if they do happen to win it, though. That's that's one of the things I think is most interesting about this, and I'm sure we'll get into more as the week progresses with as we go. But we do want to take this time and say thank you to Josh for joining us. I know Garrett's been gone for a little bit, but wanted to finish that up with a couple little more things. Um, thank you for taking some time after after another busy day of wild Chiefs behavior. And as you mentioned, behind the curtain, this is a Tuesday we were recording this, so um, if you don't hear it till Wednesday or maybe Thursday, well, you won't hear it till at least Wednesday. But if you don't hear it till Thursday, there's probably crazy stuff that happened in between there that we haven't talked about. We'll get to it. So, and if you're listening you guys- to it on Thursday night, Nate may have done something obscene on Thursday's weird game uh, stream because it's just like we're doing another show on Thursday. I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and it, hopefully, if you guys haven't, you guys go do go check out Josh and, and Nate and Seth and the guys over at Only Weird Games over on KCSN. Josh is also um, on The Zone with Jason Anderson on 810, Sports Radio 810, Kansas City. For those of you who aren't in the Kansas City area, like myself, you can find him on TuneIn. You can find him on the Sports Radio 810 app for that. I think I believe it's 10 to 2, yes? Yes, 10 to also, 2. We also video stream it across say, the uh, 810 social, so that's all there. Twitch chat. If you guys want, 810's Twitch chat used to be the hangout spot for for some stuff for the all, all, almost entirely sports crew uh, where Josh wishes Josh's old show in the evenings, but now that it's now that he's moved up to the day show, we get some daytime Twitch action. You can hang, you could be on Twitch during the day. Who knew? Yeah. So thank you again, Josh. Anything anywhere else they can find you? Anything else? I know your your Twitter account there is at the bottom of the screen. Is that all yeah. your social handles? Um. Yeah, I'm at JB Briscoe everywhere. No E. Uh, JB Briseo. Um, and yeah, arrowheadreport.com. We've got stuff going up there all week and, and trying to make some sense out of the madness and trying to find the best bits of this, uh, Super Bowl media week. Obviously Jordan foot and I, uh, doing, uh, most of the, the lifting over there. Shut up, really foot. Jordan doing most of the lifting if we're honest. Shut and, up, uh, yeah, if you, you find, find any of the socials and you'll, you'll hopefully find all the links, everything else there too. Thank you again for coming on. Uh, find us at all of our normal spots uh, at Kingdom Says Pod, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Please go to the YouTube channel, like, subscribe. It will help us tremendously grow it. Um, anything else you guys have, Josh? You have a? Do you have any final thoughts before? I know you're going to have about a billion chances to say any more thoughts you've got going forward this week. So, any final thoughts up to this point? I still think Kadarius Tony deserves three or four more shots at being a number one receiver. I think get that guy the ball early and often on Sunday. Uh, no, I'm sure I'll end up with more thoughts at some point, but uh, they'll they'll trickle out throughout the rest of the week as we deal with this madness. So thanks for having me on again. And uh, I don't, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I won't come on again for another year. But like, if you want to just do this every year leading up to achieve Super Bowl, if that's what we have to do to keep this this pattern going, I am in. I'm I'm fine with it as long as they just keep going to Super Bowls. I we would we we don't mind substituting in a couple appearances every in between, but definitely at the Super Bowl time, we always want to make sure to have you on. Um, so if you want to hear the rest of Josh's thoughts, which I don't know why you wouldn't, you'll be able to find him on his Twitter <laughs> or on the r- numerous places he's going to record different things for the rest of the week. Check him out. Go follow us. Thank you guys for tuning in and have a good one and go Chiefs.